We're about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT, and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Bro. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We are NXT! This is what you call Paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE versus AEW podcast. I am your host, as ever, Daniel, and today on the show, we're going to be talking about last night's newsworthy. That's one way of describing it. Newsworthy and pretty fucking good show. Um, Dynamite special winter is coming. I'm telling you that right now as I'm sat here in my Biru Man woolly jumper. And pants as I'm fucking freezing. But yes, winter is coming. And last night, the big stories from the show. Kenny Omega dethrones John Moxley after almost 10 months of Moxley being AEW World Champion. Omega won the title with help from Impact Wrestling's Don Callis. And as we found out as the show went off air, we can find out reaction from this. Tuesday on Impact, as it is basically official that AEW and Impact Wrestling have a partnership going forward. Huge news, huge news. Everyone wanted New Japan, maybe that'll still happen. But for now, AEW are partnered by the looks of it with Impact. They're definitely having a working relationship. But the big news didn't stop there is Sting. You all remember Sting? The man who Seth Rollins looked to basically retire. Legit. And Sting has signed a multi-year contract with All Elite Wrestling. This is a full-time contract. Um, At the time of recording, we're not sure if that's going to include in-ring appearances. Because, as I said, basically, his match at Night of Champions... Was it Night of Champions? 2015 against Seth Rollins, where Seth Rollins hit him with that buckle bomb and ended his career for real. Uh, We've not seen Sting wrestle since then over five years ago. But, as someone said to me before, would they actually have signed Sting if he wasn't allowed to wrestle? I think they probably would have done, um, because obviously Sting is an iconic name in wrestling that's going to draw more viewers. It could basically could be a manager. They're not afraid of hiring. I'd say we might as well get into this Sting thing now. Sting is 61 years old. Do you know what I mean? So he's not 61 years old. He was forced to retire five years ago. So the question is, is he actually going to be able to wrestle? I mean, at 61, I mean, J- Jerry Lawler's still going at 71. But um, I don't see why not. As long as he's medically cleared, then hopefully we do see Sting um, wrestle for AEW. But we'll get, we'll, we'll basically, we'll get into all of this coming up. We're going to start by, I might as well just carry on with the Sting talk. So basically what it was, it was um, Darby and Cody Rhodes versus Will Hobbs, and uh, well, Powerhouse Hobbs as he's called now, and Ricky Starks in a tag team match. Um, Darby Allen pinned Ricky Starks. Um, bit of a curious decision, but then Team Taz 
issue a beatdown on Derby and Cody. And then we get the Winter Is Coming video package on the Tron after the lights go out. Great introduction for Sting and Outwalk. Sting, what little crowd were in the building were going crazy. It felt like a huge moment as all the sleet is falling behind in that winter. Then that excellent Winter Is Coming graphic. Um, Sting comes out, he stares down on Anderson, stares down Dustin Rhodes, stares down Cody Rhodes as commentators basically say that Sting is Cody's icon, and then stares down what could be his grandson, Darby Allen. So yeah, great debut for um, Sting, and I mean the matches, If you, it's tough in it, but you really you want, if Sting's going to have a match or two, you want it in front of crowd, like the thing that springs to mind, obviously you're going to be looking at what? Sting versus Cody down the road. You can't really see Cody being in the same company as Sting if he's not. Do you know what I mean? Cody, this is a bit of a dream match for Cody. So I can fully see us getting maybe a tag team match, probably Sting, Cody. Uh, that's if he can wrestle. But say we're dream booking here. Sting, Cody, Darby Allen versus Team Taz, maybe at that beach bash or whatever in January, maybe at Revolution. And then when crowds come back, Maybe even not. You can have Sting versus a heel Cody. Um, get loads of interference. But, I don't know. I think the standout, obvious dream match that you've got here. But w please wait until fans are back. You need the fans for this. Sting versus Jericho. They've got to do it. They've got to do it. Imagine that Sting versus Jericho in front of 15,000 people. You've got Inner Circle interfering. You've got Cody and his lot. Do you know what I mean? Interfering if they're still like on the same side as Sting. Darby interfering. You can just see him doing that. Pretty similar to Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania 31, which I was there live for that, and that was that was. I'm not sure if it came across as well on TV, but live that was an amazing um, spectacle to witness. But yeah, so it's exciting. Sting is gonna flipping next week. We've got Sting on Wednesday. Talking about signing for AEW. We've got Kenny Omega on Impact on Tuesday. I'm going to have to figure out how the hell in the UK we watch Impact Wrestling. It's been that long. I suppose we can download it from somewhere. But, um, yes, quite a lot to come. Exciting times ahead. Um, who would you like seeing Sting to face? Tweet me. Let me know who you'd like to see Sting face. Maybe I'm not thinking of someone. Can't really see them having a Sting Omega or a Sting Moxley, but... Who knows? Um, I'm trying to think who you could do him with. God knows. The options are endless. But I think you'd, I don't think you're going to see many matches, if any at all. But still, Sting signing for AEW. I bet Vince... I, bet, <laughs> I wish I could see Vince's face. I mean, he's been too busy keeping... Do you know what I mean? It's all, it's all about stopping Chad Gable leaving WWE. Do you know what I mean? Never mind Sting. I'm shocked they didn't get him to one of these Legends deals. But yeah, all the old-timers are coming back, aren't they? Bret Hart was out with that AEW world title back at Dublin or nothing the other year. You've now got Sting, Tony Schiavone. It's like a big TNT reunion. Let me just have a sip of this coffee. Oh. oh, I needed that. Speaking of needing that, flipping out, we... Um, so over in the UK, yeah... Completely nothing to do with winter. It's coming in the UK, and um, we're basically we've been in a lockdown for last month, which means all pubs shut. Yeah, nightmare, nightmare. Pubs, restaurants, all shut all over the country. Yeah, for four weeks of staying in. And basically, the government that run the UK, they're all for the south of the country. Yeah, so basically, all the pubs and restaurants are open down south and up north. They're remaining shut, except for a few certain areas. 
So last night I got in my van, drove, <laughs> drove about what an hour round trip to the nearest area where a pub is open. Had a swift pint and a half and drove back. But yeah, that was me. That was what's going on with me right now. But yeah, so that was, <laughs> where were we even? Like, this show is so random these days. But hey, so yeah, Sting in All Elite Wrestling. Future's exciting. Future is exciting. The tag team match itself, we just started with that, even though it was towards the end of the show. Ta- that match itself was, it was, it was all right, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It was nothing. It was just a standard TV match. Yeah, it was all about the Sting debut coming after. Speaking of coming after, we're going to talk about the main event now. I know we're not going to run through this show in order. I'm just that excited. I wanted to get all my thoughts out. Main event of winter is coming. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. I told you the finish at the start of the show, but. The match, the match itself, I think you'd probably, if you're slapping a star rating on it, probably like a, I don't know, four-star match, something like that. It was it was pretty similar to the uh, Hangman Page match. You think they could probably do better together. But this match, for me, wasn't all about a classic wrestling match, a star rating. This was about the excitement going into this match, yeah? Was who was going to win? That was the excitement behind it. Do you know what I mean? We can all have, to me, what what is a four-star match, yeah, without caring who's in it. Yeah, it's good, but for me, I'd sooner have a match where I'm, I'm like, hooked on who's going to win. I don't know who's going to win. I'm excited to see the winner of the match. Years ago, nobody cared about, oh, well, it's a 4.75 star match. What we cared about was the story, the winners of the match. That was when it was more exciting, and it was great to have that for this match. Um, the match itself, it was interesting. Kenny Omega didn't have his dancers out. Um, it seemed like he was taking it more serious. Um, but yeah, the match itself, we had Omega working over the uh, leg of Moxley for the first 10 minutes of the match. It was weird, this match. It was like it was very slow in the early early goings of the match. I don't think having two picture-in-picture um, commercials, adverts, whatever you want to call it, um, helped. But the last five, six minutes is what made this match. They went all out. Um, you had Moxley hitting two paradigm shifts. And that's when it really got into effect when Moxley brought the chairs in, chair into the ring. Everyone thought he was going to use it as a weapon. He sits down and they're going back and forth, slapping each other, ex- exchanging strikes. Um, V-trigger off the chair. And then they have a bit of a weird spot where um, it was like Omega goes to the top rope, but he like jumps to avoid being kicked off. And then it leads to Moxley hitting a paradigm shift into these heaters. And I liked how they kept dropping seeds for these heaters being around the arena um, throughout the show. Uh, basically, he parad- a third paradigm shift into these heaters. And the referee calls for medical assistance. You have Don Callis going over looking all worried. And that's where the fix is in. Don Callis basically interferes. Moxley pushes him down and... I would have liked us to have got a replay of this at some point, but Don Callis sneakily passes Kenny Omega the microphone. The referee is too busy with Don Callis. Don't know if you're picking up the building site next door, but whatever. The referee is too busy with Don Callis. And Omega, that dirty heel who said this needs to be a pure wrestling match, none of that garbage wrestling that you're used to, smashes Moxley with the microphone. Moxley goes down. Nice little blade job. And yeah, we get three of the most brutal V-triggers you're ever going to see. One winged angel, the move that nobody kicks out of. One, two, three. Finally, after, what, two years of the company, Kenny Omega is your AEW World Champion. The builders next door are excited about it. I'm excited about it. We needed a change. 
And we had 10 months of John Moxley as champion. Not that they were that bad. But I just feel like it freshened up the show, having heel Kenny Omega going forward. But that wasn't the end of it. Because as soon as Omega wins, him and Don Callis get out of Dodge. They walk past Tony Khan, who, like, we only see him quickly for a second. He's supposed to be fuming. All the wrestlers are backstage looking fuming. And as they get into the taxi, Don Callis tells, uh, what's he called? What's he called? That useless commentator. Alex Marvez. Sorry, Alex. Alex Marvez asks, asks him a question. What just happened? Don Callis says, find out on Tuesday. Marvez is like, Dynamite's on Wednesday. He goes, yeah, I know. Find out Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. Kenny Omega is live at Impact as the show goes off air. What an ending to winter is coming. What an ending. So there it is. You've got the Impact the AEW World Champion is on TNA on Tuesday night. So, yeah, this is huge. What a huge sting coming into AEW. We've got Omega winning the title, and we've got AEW partnership with TNA Impact Wrestling going forward. Not many people would have seen that coming, but, yeah. It's weird, actually. The night of um, Full Gear, I messaged my mate saying... Don Callis is wasted. I wish they'd get him. And then he showed up on commentary. And now looks like he could even be a permanent fixture. As it looks like he might be managing um, him going forward. But yeah, wow. That was... It was an adrenaline rush last 45 minutes of a show. Um, and there's a lot to get excited for going forward in there. I mean, well, the next show, you've got that special, like much like this. Uh, it's Bash at the Beach or whatever. They did it last year, didn't they? In January... I think it's a different name this year, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. You've got Revolutions in three months. I mean, you're probably thinking they're going to hold off Moxley Omega 2 for that pay-per-view. You'd think Moxley basically got screwed, so it's only fair he gets a rematch. I know they don't like doing multiple matches and feuds, but I think Moxley Omega, this is perfect. Have it blown off at Revolution, um, and, yeah, I'm all for that. Moxley Omega has to be a main event for Revolution. I questioned doing the match early, but... AW definitely proved me wrong and got it right having this match now. They've got a proper story going into it. Um, I don't know if you do Bucks versus Revival. Uh, FTR, sorry, at um, Revolution. I'd hold that off till double or nothing, me. I, re I really think the second match between those two should be in front of an arena full of fans. Um, and then other matches, maybe Sting, Cody and Darby Allen versus Team Taz. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to hold off Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker until um, Revolution, so expect to see that at Bash at the Beach. But yeah, exciting times coming for AEW. You know, that's what you want. December's usually a bit of a dead period for wrestling companies, but here there's a lot to be excited about um, going forward. Um, yeah, other, other things on the show. We had the uh, Battle Royal for the uh, Dynamite um, Diamond Ring, whatever it's called, that thing that MJF's had for about a year. That was a... I'm not a big fan of Battle Royals. That was an okay match. I wasn't really a fan of... Matt Hardy eliminated Hangman Page, but it looks like the team in Hangman Page with the Dark Order. Tell you what was an interesting note in that. Did you see the reaction when John Silver got eliminated? That crowd was pissed off. So it just shows how over um, John Silver's become with that crowd down in Jacksonville. So yeah, there's coach get fans back. Imagine how good AEW be at the moment with fans in. I mean, it's really good as it is, but with fans back in, that'd just be great. Um, next week we've got the two people in the Battle Royal. Um, that were left was MJF and Orange Cassidy. They love that spot, don't they? Where someone's outside the ring, he'd not been eliminated. And that was Orange Cassidy. Um, Orange Cassidy desperately needs fans back more than anyone. 
But MJF versus Orange Cassidy next week. Other notes from the Battle Royal. I mean, Miro, uh, Rusev, he had a great spell in the Battle Royal, eliminating four people. He looked great in that. Um, they need to do something with me. I'll give them until Revolution. If by Revolution Miro isn't in a substantial feud or something meaningful, then then I'll come out and say they fucking dropped the ball on on uh, Miro. But hey, plenty of time still to go with that. So yeah, it was a decent battle royal. And next week we've got MJF, um, Orange Cassidy. Next we've got Chris Jericho versus Frankie Kazarian. I did not like this match at all. Um... I don't really like saying this about people, but I know Jericho takes it very seriously. I just wish. I just can't. I feel like he's sort of... He's not the Chris Jericho he was, is he? He's had uh, two... He'd obviously been working with Moxley and Omega in previous pay-per-view matches, so he was great in those, or maybe he wasn't. But, I mean, his matches with MJF, um, his matches with Orange Cassidy, this match, I just don't like seeing Jericho. I feel like... He's obviously getting older, but I feel like he could do to get in better shape. If he wants to still be regarded as serious Chris Jericho, he, he needs to lose that, that gut. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't. It sounds terrible, I know. But I just it makes me sad watching him in the ring. But this match was slow. It was awkward. And I, is, Chris Jer is Chris Jericho coming to an end of his in-ring career? Maybe they'll pass the, um, the, head of M the head of Inner Circle to be MJF. But this match, it was loads. Of, it was overbooked nonsense. It was the inner circle imploding. It was a bit soon for this. Next week, we're getting inner circle. It's the either gonna disband or sort things out. And to me, they could have at least had a a month or two of them just getting on before this. But I wasn't a fan of this at all, to be honest. I didn't really like it. And I'm a big inner circle fan, as is everyone pretty much. Uh, Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. How small is Layla Hirsch? But she looked alright. Um, Britt Baker wins the match in the end. We get Thunder Rosa attacking. So we're going forward with the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker feud. And yeah, we've spoke about the other two matches. But yeah, the first hour of the show was just... It was just like a regular dynamite. But that last hour, it was just... This show is going to be, like I say, it is the most memorable dynamite to date in the 14 months of the weekly show. But this is the one that will stick in the memory, obviously for the reasons we've already spoke about but yeah um so that is pretty much it from the show that we need to talk about um rating for the show the rating isn't out yet and the rating come out in about six hours they had a disappointing rating and um, dynamite last week the week before was a great rating i think they got like eight hundred and fifty thousand viewers or something but this week well last week was like 712 they did have a low rating for thanksgiving last year but really, for th this going in was the biggest match, with the biggest show, the biggest dynamite anyway, in the history. I'm not quite sure if they can do a million, it'd be great if they could, but I think they need, they need at least 900,000 for this show to be considered a TV viewing success for me. You For this match, it was the biggest match they could have put on, it was a themed show, NXT had nothing from what I've seen, there wasn't much light in the in the way of competition. So really, no reason why this show shouldn't do 900,000 minimum. Um, I'll discuss this when reviewing uh, TakeOver on Sunday. I'll say, I've not, normally we review Dynamite and NXT. I've not watched NXT. I just wanted to get the show recorded because I was excited. Um, so we will be doing the winners of the week on Sunday because it's basically... Tonight was basically a pay-per-view for AEW, so we'll go that head-to-head -head with uh, TakeOver on Sunday, um, which I'm pretty sure Winter is Coming will be better than TakeOver on Sunday, but we will see. 
So yeah, the, so the ratings, like if you listen to this, at the time you're listening to this, I'm sure you'll probably know the rating, um, the amount of viewers, sorry. And I think anything less than 900,000 can be seen as a big disappointment for me. But hey, how, how nice is that sting top, by the way? Big fan of that. I'd order it if I was ever going to wear it, which I probably won't. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Winter is Coming, really good show, as I say, the most memorable show in Dynamite history, hopefully this is a yearly thing, because I do think it is important that, if they're not going to do the pay-per-views yet, I have no problem with them doing these two hourly shows, We've got Bash at the Beach next month, and then they'll, they'll be doing what, Fight for the Fallen next summer, stuff like that, Fight Fest maybe, um, so yeah, Winter is Coming was a big success, um, lastly that I want to talk about is obviously this partnership, now, people are going to be saying, who can AEW use from this partnership going forward? And I think the big thing is, they've got the women's division. We all know, me particularly, I shit on this AEW women's division. But if you look at some of the wrestlers that they've got in Impact that you could have access to, it's just a shame Tessa Blanchard's gone. Um, Kylie Ray, I think, has gone as well. So they're two big losses from Impact. But, I mean, you've got Diana Parazzo, uh, obviously was in WWE and Ring of Honor, got released from WWE. She's a great women's worker. Um, according to this, they've got Tennille Dashwood. I wasn't aware of that. Um, Kira Hogan's all right. Jordan Grace is really good. So you've got Jordan Grace, Diana Parazzo. They will strongly help out the AEW women's division if if that's the way they choose to go with it. Um, over no, so we've got Madison Rain, Young, Rosemary. Um, yeah. So that is so. There's some decent women um, on the men's side. I think obviously the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson. Do you know what I mean? They, I'm sure they would love to work it with AEW. You've got the Motor City Machine Guns. Not that AEW need tag teams, but that would be Young Bucks against Motor City, Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns. Something I'd like to see. Other notable wrestlers they got. They got Willie Mack, Tommy Dreamer, TJP. Um, Sammy Callahan, I wouldn't mind seeing John Moxley, Sammy Callahan, Rich Swan. Rich Swan is fucking brilliant in the ring. He'd be a great to see on Dynamite. Um, you've got Moose, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Get Ken Shamrock in there. Um, Josh Alexander, obviously with the North. Um, you've got um, Ethan Page, obviously with the North. Eric Young, Eddie Edwards. Um, what's the guy called from? Uh, what's he called? I can't believe I can't remember him. Come on, what's he called? He was feuding with Moxley in uh, WWE. The top 1% guy, yeah. Can't remember his name. Oh, I forgot his name. Mine's gone blanks. Them two pints I had last night. Um, Davari also in Impact. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it's going. It's unpredictable. We don't know where it's going. Credit Tony Khan for getting a partnership with Impact. But, yeah, I hope you're all as excited as me going forward. What is this going to lead to? Um, it's great for Impact. I bet they're absolutely delighted with this. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was... This is basically AEW-orientated show. That was it. Omega, new AEW world champion. Sting with AEW. AEW partnered with Impact. Winter is coming. What a cracking little show that was. Look out for the ratings coming out. We need 900 plus thousand for this to be a success. Um, find us on YouTube, search Neutral Wrestling, www.patreon.com forward slash Neutral Wrestling. Find us on Twitter at WWE versus AEW. Give us a tweet, give us a follow, give the show a retweet. Your support is much appreciated. And yeah, we will be back Monday talking Sunday's takeover. Until then, winter came. See you later, everyone. <laughs>